Welcome to All Things Trust and Wills, the Albertson and Davidson podcast. Hello, this is Keith Davidson. Thank you for joining us for another episode of All Things Trust and Wills. Today, I want to talk about strategies for dealing with siblings. Brothers and sisters are not always the easiest people to work with, especially when you're dealing with a family trust or a family will issue. There's a lot of rivalry. There's a lot of misunderstandings. There's a lot of jealousies that need to be worked through. So here's a list of some of the things you can think about and perhaps even use to work well with your sibling. First off, communication is key, and that's true in just about any case. So the more that you can keep open the lines of communication, the better. Of course, that's easier said than done. So how do you communicate with somebody who either refuses to communicate with you, or when they do communicate, all they do is threaten and yell and pound their chest and do all those sorts of obnoxious things. And that really comes down to each individual situation. But don't stop or give up on communication, even if you have to communicate through writing such as emails or letters, it's always good to try and keep the lines of communication open, if at all possible. Number two, fairness and the appearance of fairness are two different things. So sometimes just the fact that a sibling is acting as trustee is enough to raise everybody's suspicion and to assume that things are not being done properly. Or maybe you're the sibling who's the trustee and nobody seems to trust what you're doing. That's because even though you may be acting fairly, the appearance of fairness is different from actual fairness. So sometimes just the fact that you're acting is enough to make people think that things aren't being done properly. So keep that in mind. It might help to, again, open lines of communication or maybe even have a neutral third party act as a co-trustee or assist in the administration just to give the appearance of fairness. Number three is do not back yourself into a corner. So if you're making demands of a sibling, if you're making demands of any party, make sure you leave yourself a little wiggle room to be able to maneuver if you have to. So you don't want to tell somebody that you're going to march straight to the courtroom if they don't do what you want them to do, especially if you do not plan on marching straight to the courtroom because then you've just made a threat that you're not going to deliver on and it's going to hurt your case even more. So When you're asking for things, you can certainly say that you may consider taking action in court, but don't say you absolutely will. Leave yourself a little bit of room to maneuver. The next concept is saving face. So sometimes siblings have miscommunications, sometimes they have disagreements, and they want to do the right thing, but they, on the other side, have backed themselves into a corner, and they need something just to help save some face so that they don't feel like they're just giving up. At times, just backing up a little bit to give your sibling a chance to change their mind or see things from a different point of view is enough to get things rolling again so that they can save some face. The next one is how to give without giving. The interesting thing to me about trust and will disputes is that not everybody values the same things the same way. You may have a sibling who puts a lot of value in something that you really yourself don't value, like a personal keepsake or a piece of jewelry or a watch or a particular piece of property. And if you know that going into the matter, then you can actually concede on that point, which would make the other side feel like they're actually winning something, and yet you're not giving up anything of real value because you didn't care about that particular property to begin with. 
So it always helps to look around and figure out, is there a way that you can give some concessions that really is not giving up anything to you because it's not anything that you particularly value? The next one is bullies need resistance. So some siblings are just out and out bullies. And the only way to effectively deal with a bully is to put up resistance. That doesn't mean that you have to bully them back, but it does mean that you have to stand up for yourself and you have to be a bit of a brick wall. And once a bully hits their head against a brick wall enough times, they tend to get the message and eventually they'll come to reason most often. And if they don't, then of course the court system is always there and the judge will force them to deal with it. But if you're dealing with a bully, you have got to stand up for yourself. Do not be run over. The next concept is wobblers need a push. So if you're dealing with a sibling who's simply a wobbler, refuses to commit to anything, refuses to make any decisions, sometimes they just need a little push. It doesn't have to be anything that's uh, mean or aggressive or bullying, but sometimes they just need things put together for them, and then they just need to be given a little push in the right direction. So keep that in mind. The next one on our list is liars call everyone around them liars. Did you ever notice that? In a lot of these cases, I'll have clients who are just completely taken aback by the fact that they're the ones being called liars, and they know that they're not lying. In fact, they know that the other side is the one lying about the facts. And yet, it never seems to amaze me, it never ceases to amaze me that it seems to be the liars who are the ones out there calling most of the other people liars. So just keep in mind that when you walk into this, this mud-slinging fight, you're going to get some mud thrown your way. So be prepared for that. Not everything people say needs to be taken to heart. Sometimes words are just thrown around in the heat of passion. The next thing on our list is words may hurt you, but court orders get things done. So a lot of times people want a lawyer to send a letter to the other side because they think that a letter from a lawyer is going to make their problems disappear or it's going to make the other side back down. In my experience, letters only work maybe one out of every 10 times. Maybe 10% of the time, a letter will work. Most of the time, letters are simply ignored or thrown away or whatever. And the problem is, is you can write as many letters as you want and people can just ignore them. There's nothing you can do about it until you go to court. But if you go to court and you get a court order, that's something that cannot be ignored. So it's okay to send a letter, but after you send one letter and you don't get any response or you don't get the response you want, then the writing's on the wall. You know that you need to take more action if you really want to get something done. And the last item that I'm going to leave you with about how to deal with tough siblings is forgive and forget. So when all is said and done, you have to live your life. You have to be happy with what you have. And that means that you're going to have to at some point forgive and forget after your trust or will matter is resolved. So you can get on with what matters most, and that is the rest of your life. For information about this and many other trust and will topics, please see our website at aldavlaw.com. That's A-L-D-A-V-Law.com. Thank you for listening to All Things Trust and Wills.